People often insinuate that we had the law in the Old Testament, but now we have grace in the New Testament. But the fact is that the law and grace coexist in both the Old and New Testaments. In Genesis 15, 6, it reads, And Abraham believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. If we are saved by faith in the New Testament, many people ask, well, then why keep the law? For the same reason, they kept the law in the Old Testament while they were saved by grace and faith alone. We have the law in both the Old and New Testaments, while salvation is by faith and grace alone in both the Old and New Testaments. Grace and faith were not new to the New Testament, and the law was not done away with in the New Testament. Romans 3.31 reads, Well then, if we emphasize faith, does this mean that we can forget about the law? Of course not. In fact, only when we have faith do we truly fulfill the law? We cannot assume we can continue in sin just because we're saved by grace any more than I can assume I can continue living underwater without air after being saved from drowning. If I am saved from drowning, that means I'm saved from being under the water without air. If I'm saved from grace, that means I'm saved from the power of sin. Grace saves us from a sinful lifestyle. Titus 2, 11 through 14 reads, by the way, I'm reading in the New Living Translation, for the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people. And we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God, while we look forward with hope to that wonderful day when the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be revealed. He gave his life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us, and to make us his own special people, totally committed to doing good deeds. End of quote. I have heard statements condemning cheap grace and the idea that grace makes us free to continue willfully sinning. However, I don't think any of us really wants cheap grace. I don't think we want to break God's heart by continuing sinful addictions. I believe most of us want freedom from those sinful addictions because we love Jesus. Here is the good news. Grace breaks sinful addictions, frees us from every kind of sin. Before I go into that, let me say this. A few years ago, I went to a regular Bible study that I was having with a young man who had overcome a sinful addiction. When I got there that particular night, he was very upset because after several good months, he had a relapse. He was beyond discouraged thinking that he had out God's grace. I shared with him how Psalms 51.17 tells us God will never despise a broken and contrite heart. The number of times that heart has been broken or contrite does not matter. 
God will never despise a broken and a contrite heart, no matter how many times sin has broken that heart before. That is good news. I have more good news. A few years ago, I was walking in a nearby park. The park had a path for those who were fighting cancer. Every few feet, there was a marker with an inspirational quote on how to cope or, or fight cancer. I remember one mark had a quote that simply read, There are people who survived every form of cancer. Those simple words give hope to everyone who's been diagnosed with any type of cancer. There are people who survive the most deadly cancers. Titus 2.14 reads, He gave his life to free us from every kind of sin. You may be struggling with an addiction that is overwhelmingly embarrassing to you. Don't despair. Jesus has freed people from every kind of addiction. Grace produces obedience. Romans 1.5 Through him we've received grace and apostleship for obedience. A preacher from the General Conference office, sorry I don't remember his name, was preaching years ago at an Oklahoma <coughs> sorry, was preaching years ago at an Oklahoma camp meeting. He told the story about how he was going to a breakfast diner before work one morning and saw an empty parking space close to the restaurant. He also saw a car coming from the other direction towards the same space. His first reaction was to step on the gas and get in there before the other car could. He explained that he had submitted himself to Jesus that morning. Instead of stepping on the gas and taking that parking space before the other car could get it, he let the other car take the space, and he parked much farther away. When he entered the restaurant, the man who got the closer space was, wanting to, was waiting to be seated. He thanked the preacher for letting him have the closer parking space. The preacher told him, that wasn't me. The man inquired, well, then who was it? The preacher replied, it was Jesus. I would have taken the closer parking space. Galatians 2.20 tells us it is Jesus who lives in us and does all the good things. It is not us. Salvation by grace is a practical salvation where grace gives us real and practical obedience. Grace gives us good works. Ephesians 2.8-10 For by grace you've been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. In the 90s, I watched a documentary by Oprah Winfrey on child abuse. Abuse victims were giving their testimonies. In many cases, their abuser had been abused as a child. In several cases, the abuser was a pillar in the church. I observed that this epidemic was handed down from generation to generation, even in the church. Around this time, I had seen some bumper stickers reading, 
Christians aren't perfect, just forgiven. I wondered if that alone was really good news. If Christians are only forgiven, that means the child abuse epidemic is doomed to continue from generation to generation in the church. But God's grace can free us from the cycle of abuse. It does not have to continue from generation to generation in the church. The same documentary had a story about a girl who was abused by her father. The father had served his sentence and had been rehabilitated to the point he and his daughter were enjoying a healthy relationship. Now, I have to be honest. Even though I share this, I believe the vast majority of abuse victims will never be safe around their former abusers until we're inside the pearly gates. I discourage abuse victims from going back to their abusers, and I cringe when they do so. However, this one story in the documentary showed a young woman who was abused as a little girl by her father, holding her father's hands, smiling naturally and comfortably as they talked about his recovery and total reconciliation of their relationship. By grace, Christians are more than just forgiven. By grace, we're saved from a sinful lifestyle. By grace, Jesus lives his obedient life of good works through us.